Paul. We have James Paul on the line. He is representing the band's Grony today, uh, which is made up of himself, Mike Isaacs, and Alexander Green. Good day, James. How are you going? Good. How are you? Uh, yeah, we're, <laughs> yeah, we're all right. Yeah. We're battling through the weather down south at the moment, but... <laughs> How's yeah, Wellington? It must be way worse down there. It's pretty rough here as well. Yeah, bloody awful, but at least it's not Auckland, right? We've got our power. Oh, yeah. True. <laughs> Are you, you're in Wellington at the moment? Yeah. Oh, yeah. fantastic. All right, so you've just released your sophomore studio LP, Nix. How has it been received at this point in time? Um, yeah, really well so far, thanks. Um, it's been sort of like a total different um, way of releasing because it's, We've released with this label before, Project Moon Circle, who are based in Berlin, but um, when the first release came out with them, we didn't have so much, well, myself and Mike didn't have so much to do with it, so we didn't really get to uh, witness it so much, but now it's, like, really cool seeing all the, like, BBC play and, and how it kind of gets covered a lot over in Europe. Yeah, that's fantastic. I was actually going to ask you about that. Um, so you're signed to this Berlin-based label, Project Moon Circle. How did you manage to break into the German music scene? Um, well, the um, the signing with them came about originally because that was the first EP, Hume, was released with them um, via... Uh, Al used to drum with that band called At Peace. And... Uh, and then through there, there was a guy called Keegan who was managing that piece at the time who um, managed to hustle Project Moon Circle 4 at Peace and that piece record. And then Al got to meet them through through that. And then uh, they were really into the music he was making as well. So the relationship started there. Oh, fantastic. And does this diversification of your demographic affect the sound that you end up producing? Uh, oh, absolutely. You mean like going from one to three um that but also your new zealand audience to your german audience mm. oh i see what you're saying um affect the way that we what so um that you you know it affects the sounds of what you end up producing uh well uh, i don't think so eh? we don't actually have a lot to do with the label um obviously we've like never met them or anything because we haven't actually been to Germany as a band um, unfortunately but um, I think that like no nah, musically and the music we're making we just sort of stay true to ourselves and, and keep, like you know we're super influenced by European music anyway but I think that that would have been the case had we been with that label or not yeah, well, who are your main influences as a band? Because when Raph and I were listening to the album, we heard Radiohead. Yeah, <laughs> that's sure. what we were hearing. Um, but who yeah. are your main influences? Uh, yeah, well, that's a really big one. Um, obviously, that seems to have been picked up quite a bit with this particular record, even though it's been a massive influence from day one. Um, but yeah, Radiohead, a massive influence on all three of us, and Burial, obviously, is um, for production technique is one of the, the biggest um, fortet uh, a guy called Blow One and uh, was, uh, Rival Consoles who's, mm. uh, who's uh, on a British label called Erased Tapes and and we uh, I then individually, like I'm personally like quite into sort of like stoner doom metal so that kind of creeped its way into the record via lots of feedback and stuff and what would you say the genre of Grony's music is? Because I've seen a lot of different interpretations. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. 
I don't, the, the funniest one I saw recently was, um, what was it? It was something like emo synth outfit or something like that, <laughs> which, is, which is my favourite so far. But I guess just like, uh, I don't know, like, originally we used to say it's sort of like electronic, well, foundation, like the foundation is in sort of like folk music and trying to like translate that into the electronic hemisphere. Yeah, cool. Hmm. Um, and when... You, you're going through this creative process. Do all three of the band members have very different styles? Yeah, yeah. Um, not crazy different, but it's sort of like um, a nice uh, like Venn diagram of uh, of influence, I suppose. Um, so we all kind of like have a similar-ish um, background in music because we all studied. Uh, music together. Oh, whereabouts? Uh, at university, uh, just at the New Zealand School of Music. Oh, cool. Um, we were all in the in the jazz program up there, um, and so we've got like similar uh, foundations in like our education and whatnot. But then, yeah, like and then although like heaps of our influences and tastes um, align with one another, we've also got our own things that come that we bring to the table. So Mike's like way more into sort of like really alternative like different harmony and um, I'm more into sort of like making things well like the tone of things and yeah but then we're all into that as well but uh, yeah I think that that sort of uh, is the way that it works. Yeah and um, your new album Nix was created at the bottom of Mount Victoria in Wellington yeah. and when you listen there's that real sense of, of space and occasional conflict that an environment like the bush around Wellington could attribute to a band's sound. Does your environment influence your sound? Oh yeah totally yeah we were all sort of like when we started this record we uh, we're all living and I was living on my own I was living just with his girlfriend and Mike was living just with his girlfriend and it was like super bleak winter and we just kind of like hermited away and started writing songs and then you know a few months later all sort of brought them together over at Al's place which is at, at the bottom of uh, Mount Vic in, in Newtown and like and then I guess like Al's the studio that Al has in Newtown is this super bleak and like miserable and cold, and it, and it um, leaks like crazy, especially just at the moment. Classic Wellington. <laughs> yeah, and um, and you know, like, but we kind of like that stuff about Wellington. <laughs> so I think, yeah, it was um, one of the main things when we were talking about releasing the record was that we don't want it to be a summer release, um, autumn, so like. Well, winter's really definitely nice. come early, so yeah. you're welcome. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, now, James, uh, when I found out that you have your own record label as well, is that right? Ball of Wax. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So, um, how come you haven't, uh, you know, after you started with a German label, signed to your own label, or you're not really about that self self promotion? Um, oh, I think that like for for Grony, it was. Being with the German label is a much better opportunity. They're a much more established label, mm. um, and they have a massive reach. Whereas Ball of Wax is still in its infancy, and uh, you know, as as much as I'd like to do that, it, I'm I'm just trying to like because Grony had already been signed with bigger labels before. Grony came first, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Ball of Wax has only been around since sort of 
not even quite a year yet. Yeah, I was going to say, you have um, quite a few up-and-coming local talents mm. signed on to Ball of Wax. Yeah. What's the right. future for your label at the moment? Um, well, we're just sort of like uh, building the current releases. We've like literally just had two big releases in the last few weeks with Girlboss and with uh, Oh No No. So mm. um, we're just kind of like working around that a lot. And then there are sort of one, two, three, four other releases in the pipelines for the year, but I'm going to try and uh, have those released, push them back to hopefully sort of like August, September, because it's been a pretty intense start to the year. Um, yeah, and then hopefully another Zero Call record in oh, the yeah. future as well. And yeah, uh, just kind of like build it up. and But, you know, at the end of the day, Paul X is, at the moment anyway, it's a a labour of love and just trying to like promote as much good sort of local music as possible. Yeah, um, mm. Girlboss of course played in Dunedin at Dog with Two Tails a couple of weeks ago and That's Oh No No is coming down south at some point I believe. Mm. Yeah, they're playing, oh, I can't remember the exact date, but they're playing in Littleton with um, Hans Pucker. Um, oh, awesome. They were trying yeah, they were trying to suss it to need day, but I'm not 100% sure if that got locked in yet. Oh, we'll have to see. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but also, on Wednesday Drive next week, we're going to be talking to Jono from Oh No No. Just wanted to remind everyone of that <laughs> fact um, at the same time slot at 4.30, so that's very exciting. Are we going to see Grony headed down south at any point? Yeah, I hope so. We've, um, we've talked about this sort of idea that we're dreaming up for later in the year that we do actually that's a question I need to ask you guys we uh, we want to do a planetarium tour of the country, I was wondering if there's a planetarium in Dunedin there sure yeah, is, there's one oh, at the awesome. Otago Museum just across the road from the Radio 1 studios, oh far out, wicked yeah because we did this one in the observatorium planetarium thing here in Wellington about five or six weeks ago and mm. it was like the most perfect thing ever with like a visual oh, that's really cool, that is really cool actually Oh, yeah, you yeah. have beautiful cover art for really the beautiful. new album. We always tend to go into this in our interviews. Um, who did the yeah. art for your album? I did the art for that. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah, so it's all, like, literally everything is in-house, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Uh, yeah, except the mastering, but otherwise everything, yeah. Oh, cool. Have you played down in Dunedin before? Yeah, we played with um, Suri Zen about two, maybe three years ago as part of the Radio 1 uh, series that you guys do. Oh, cool. Um, at uh, Refuel, I think it was. Oh, it's changed now. It has. <laughs> it's changed its name to U-Bar this year. It's got bought yeah. out. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it was, I remember when we were there last, it was the same night at that 660 show where the <laughs> Oh, you didn't stand a chance, James. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's about three people at our show. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, next time if you play the planetarium, I'm sure you'll have a few more people turn up. God, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. If anything, it'll be me and Raf standing in the front row. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> sitting yeah. in the front row. No, sitting, no. <laughs> sitting down. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I hope, we can, I hope we can make that work because that'd be really fun. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what song, to go back to the album for a second, which song is your favourite of, which song's your favourite track? Why? Give us the lowdown on the best one of the album. Um, personally, uh, for me, it was the one that you guys were just playing, which is I Don't Hold Nice. Oh, cool. So, like, uh, that was a song that, um, so when we started the record, we sort of all came together with 
uh, three templates of songs, so individual templates. Obviously, it's nine track recorded, and that was temp- the first template that I uh, wrote. And and I I had just sort of like um, broken up with my long term girlfriend and stuff, and it was all kind of like made sense and stuff. Hmm. And yeah. then when Al, because um, Al writes all the lyrics, when it came around to there, it just had this really nice sort of like. Oh, even though I didn't write the lyrics, like he showed me the lyrics because I'd obviously told him about things thematically, and it just felt really nice and like seemed to work really well. And uh, yeah, just like and and the song itself, just like really happy with how composition it came together and the sounds mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. Well, again, like, I hate to harken back to it, but that is very, again, Radiohead with Moonshape Pool, because Tom York was inspired by the loss of his long-term relationship in that, and you can really feel that. And I think that uh, We Don't Hold Knives actually does have a really distinct feel to it, a bit more a bit more unique than the rest of the album. Yeah, yeah, I think that that kind of, like, that was always sort of, like, because all of the samples and everything are there, the guitar, and, I, and it was, yeah, it was around Moonshape Pool time that I actually wrote that, so it could oh, wow. Just, every reason every like real possibility that that has influenced it yeah oh very cool um that just made me think for a second when you're talking about your sampling and your influences um can you talk us through the setup that Grony has when you're performing live because that was quite interesting when I looked that up before yeah it's it's completely changed um in the last six months um so uh now uh it used to be that Mike just did synths, and by his setup's the only one that hasn't changed. So he just plays a mono synthesizer, a bass synthesizer, and, um, and a polysynth. And then I would play samples and guitar, um, and Al played uh, all the beats and, and sung. And it kind of, but Al was using all sort of um, like 404 samplers and stuff like that, but now he's gotten himself a modular um, setup. So it's basically the little parts of the synth, each little part of the synthesizer sort of like taken out of the synthesizer and like uh, they're like physical little things that you can affect individually mm. and uh, he's sort of built up a modular rig a Euro rack it's called and uh, he's playing he can affect his vocals through that entire thing oh, wow. and he still yeah he still runs the beats out of a 404 um, and then I've stopped using the samples and I've bought a whole lot of new um, outboard equipment and running my guitar for it trying to make it sound less and less like a guitar basically oh sweet oh that's really interesting Um, so are you guys heading on tour soon what's the immediate future for Grony um no, we're not actually, because we're kind of like me and Al opened a sandwich shop recently, so we're kind of <laughs> oh, busy. Awesome. I love yeah. the Instagram feed; <laughs> it's my yeah, favorite yeah. thing because it's based off a dog, right? It's good, good yeah. boy sandwiches. Oh, that's yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so we're kind of like we got to the point where the album was coming out, and I was like, oh, far out. We haven't actually uh, organised any shows or anything. So uh, uh, we we're talking to a guy about an Auckland show at the moment. And uh, it's looking like we might go to the States later in the year. Oh, wow. fantastic. Um, and then this planetarium thing that we want to do, mm. provided we can make it happen, will be hopefully in sort of like August, September. Um, but before then, there's nothing in the immediate future show-wise, no. Oh, well, we hope you come down here we at do. some point and use yeah, our planetarium. So, yeah, so do we. Yeah, that would like, be very yeah. cool. 
All right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on Wednesday Drive with us today, James. It was lovely to talk to you. All good. Um, and we hope to see you again soon. And say hi to the wee good boy at Good Boy Sammy's for me, please. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. And the other, the other boys are going to say hi. Oh, thank and, you, uh, boys. I look forward to hearing the uh, Ono Ono interview next Wednesday. Oh, yes. Very Tom exciting. Much. We're looking forward to talking to Jono next week at 4.30pm. Cheers, James. Okay, bye. That was James Paul of the band Grony. Um, he was representing them, mm. missing Mike Isaacs and also Alexander Green, the wee trio to make up that band. Their uh, sophomore studio LP, Nix, has just been released in the past couple of weeks. You can find that on Spotify or any of your favourite streaming platforms. I'm so glad that I got to talk about a sandwich business. That was. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dog.